0: In my district, teachers go back in exactly a month. That is when our contract begins for the next school year. Yours might be after that, or it might be sooner than that. I typically talk about how to get the most done during your school day, but I also wanted to let you know some of the the behind-the-scenes systems and routines that my dual educator family does and has that we can sustain that lifestyle of getting things done their school day, but then still balancing having four little kids at home. Welcome to the Secondary Teacher Podcast, the podcast for middle and high school teachers juggling multiple preps to get the strategies to reduce overwhelm so that you don't have to choose between being an effective teacher and prioritizing important relationships. I'm your host, Kristen Massick, a 10-year high school engineering teacher, former middle school assistant principal, and teacher coach. Every week, we will discuss strategies, systems, and time-saving tips to help you not only survive, but thrive as a multiple prep teacher. Before I lay out what our day-to-day schedule is, I wanted to give you a little bit of a background so that in case I haven't mentioned it on the podcast, it gives you some more context as we go into the schedule. First off, me and my husband, both are in education. I'm currently at the district office for teacher support. And then my husband is a high school welding teacher. So we have been in education, me for 16 years, him for 15 years. And I have had multiple roles from classroom teacher to administrator, and then now at the district office. So all of this, we have had children. And I just wanted to kind of set that up. We both teach secondary, so we've been in that secondary world. Even when I was an admin, knowing that a little bit might help as I set this stage for what our family looks like and what we do on a day-to-day to make it so that we can get out the door and then still have that family time together after school. Currently, my kids are nine, eight, four, and two. The oldest two are in elementary school and the youngest two go to daycare full time. That is pretty much the gist of what they're doing during the school day. This is what we do on a day to day. I'm just going to walk you through starting at me waking up. I wake up a little bit before the kids so that I can get most of my morning routine done prior to them waking up. Jared will work out in the morning since he wakes up earlier as well, but he leaves to go exercise and then comes back. So typically, I'm waking up between 545 and 6am so that I can be done and ready by 615. And that might seem like a crazy, what you get ready in 15 minutes. Well, here is how I do it. I pick out my clothes the night before. So I'm thinking about it the night before. I don't have to think about it during that morning. And then I do all of my showering and everything at night as well so that I don't have to wake up even earlier. That might switch this next year because I'm planning on working out before the day starts and I'll probably have to shift that a little bit earlier. But our kids typically wake up at 6.15 every single day. And we've kind of programmed them that way, but at the same time, we did a lot of research And that is natural circadian rhythm for kids is to wake up early. So we don't fight it. They wake up at 6.15, then we get them ready, which they have already picked out their outfits the night before for our older kids, so there's no thinking or arguing or anything that way, and then the uh, the little ones, we just pick out their clothes and get them ready at that time. Then everybody goes downstairs, and we have very limited choices for breakfast, and while we're getting breakfast is when Jared and I are packing our lunches and the older kids are packing their lunches, but we're not starting from scratch. Really, what happened the night before is after dinner, we already pre-packaged, Our leftovers for myself and Jared, we always, when we are cooking our meals, we are making sure that we have enough food so that each of us can have a leftover meal for the following day so that we don't have to then think about anything else as far as meal prep for lunch. The same thing happens with our children. They are not taking leftovers, but they already have some bins that they can choose from. They know that they need to grab a sandwich and then they need to have one item from each of the bins. And there is a healthier bin, and then a chip bin, and then your fruit roll-ups and that kind of bin. So they just know that they take one from each of those. They know where the drinks are and those are their lunches. We've also made sure the night before that any homework or their backpacks, everything is where it needs to be before we go to bed. And that's part of our nighttime routine. Everyone hopefully knows where their shoes are. That is one thing that we're still trying to work on with my eight-year-old is that sometimes her shoes do not get put where they're supposed to go. And it does kind of cause some panic in the morning. But ideally is that everything is being put where it's supposed to go that night before. All of this is happening so that we are leaving our house between seven ten and seven fifteen so that we can make it to our schools or office prior to contracted time starting. Now and it's really pretty much we arrive at contracted time. We're not getting there at six AM because we've got little kids. The older kids get dropped off at a neighbor's house and then the younger kids go to daycare. So that's kind of how we figure out that morning part. Now we're going to fast forward all through the school day until the end of the school day. Now our contracted time ends 30 minutes after school and so it's typically it's about 3.05 is when our contracted time has concluded as far as on the high school schedule. But Jared and I have decided to slightly extend that time that we're at school so that we don't have to take as much home with us. He offers an open lab every day so that he is having students work in the shop but then he's also catching up on any grading and emails and I'm just using that extra hour so we have an hour the older kids get out of school about that same time and we have a neighbor girl come from high school she picks them up and hangs out at our house for an hour until we get home from our schools At that time, once we pick up the littles, we kind of divide and conquer just like we did in the morning, I will typically come home and I will put in a freezer meal into our Instant Pot so that it can be cooking while we finish collecting all of the other children. And that's typically happening between 4 and 4.30 because we have chosen to do freezer meals with the instant pot and we make them all the time, we know about how long it takes and we are usually eating between 430 and 5. And I don't want to forget to mention this here. We pick out all of our freezer meals so we have a bunch in our freezer and then every Saturday we go through and we decide what we will be eating that week. We figure out, what we're going to be eating and then on Saturday is when we do our grocery shopping as well and we get any extra things or any additional sides or bread or whatever we need to complement those freezer meals for the week and we've decided that all on Saturday so we know what we're going to eat. It's easy to pull out and we put it in the Instant Pot and it's set it and then there's a very minimal prep or things that we need to do after it's done cooking because it's a freezer meal. Then it's a blessing and kind of a curse, but we all eat quickly because we're just so used to eating in such a short amount of time. We try to have some conversations, but normally we're done by 530, 545. At that point, as we're clearing the dishes and cleaning up the kitchen to get ready for the next day and packing up our leftovers as mentioned earlier, we're starting to put the lights low in the house. Why you ask? It's because bedtime is right around the corner. For my children and their current ages, so all the way up to 11 years old, they are supposed to be getting between 10 and 12 hours of sleep every night. Well, our kids are waking up at 6 a.m., so we're needing to put them to bed closer to 6 p.m., 6, 7, 8 at the latest so they can get enough sleep through the night. We are starting our bedtime routine at 5.45, depending on if we're taking baths or what we're doing. Typically, the two-year-old is In bed, She may not be asleep, but she's in bed with the lights off, fan on, all of that goodness between 6 and 6.30. Now the older ones we continue to read books with, we're praying as a family, we're doing all of that, and they are in their beds with the lights out at 7.30. Now I will say that my older two like to read by nightlight and they will usually stay up a little bit later, But typically on a school night, they're asleep the very, very latest by 8.30. Usually it's 8 o'clock is when they have shut down. Then Jared and I have an extra couple of hours before we go to bed to tidy up the house, to hang out with one another, to watch Netflix, to go online, whatever we want to do, read is what I typically do, and then we start the cycle all over again. My hope is that hearing what our schedule is like and how we make it work and the balancing act that we have after school hours can help you figure out maybe some ways that you might be able to start implementing some systems and routines into your life outside of work so that you are refreshed and recharged and can be the best teacher possible. If this episode was helpful to you, it could be for others. To help spread the word about this podcast, take a screenshot of this episode, add it to your Instagram stories and tag me at Kristen Masic, K-H-R-S-T-E-N-M-A-S-S-I-C or just simply pass it along. Until next week.